Greetings. Pastor Josh here from America. Recording a message for Love Remembered Church in Uganda. I pray for peace. I pray for comfort to all the people of Uganda. I pray that God gives you mercy. I pray for you, everyone who's listening. I pray for all the people that you love. And I pray for all the people that love you. Let's start with prayer. Lord, be with us. Lord, let your spirit, your unseen light, surround me and all who hear the message. Lord, bring your truth, your light, your grace, your mercies, and your forgiveness to all who hear your gospel and believe. Lord, I pray, I pray for repentance. Lord, we know from your word that we need to change our mind about sin and believe in Jesus for salvation. Lord, I pray that you save people in folds, multiplied, excessively, and abundantly in Uganda and your love and grace and mercy would spread throughout all of Africa. I pray these things in the name of Jesus, the risen Messiah, my Lord, my God, my Savior. Amen. We're going to continue where we left off last month in May. In Mark chapter 7 and in the beginning of Mark chapter 7 this is where Jesus one of the numerous times he's confronted by the Pharisees about legalistic uh, views and traditions and rituals uh, from the Old Testament scriptures uh, which was the Jewish Bible back then. Uh, and, and in the time of Jesus, you know, about 2,000 years ago, we think of that as ancient, um, you know, but they think of the 1,400 or 1,500 years prior to that as ancient in those days. So it's the ancient of ancient. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and start. And, and this is, you know, uh, verses... I don't know, 1 through uh, 23, talks about inner purity uh, after being confronted by the Pharisees and their religious lawyers called scribes, or not scribes, scribes are the ones who, who copied uh, the ancient text, uh, but Sadducees, they were lawyers of the Jewish Torah, uh, primarily for the Pharisees, the religious leaders, the priests of their day. 
Uh, and we're going to go ahead and start talking about this. We're going to start in verse 1 of Mark chapter 7 of the New Living Translation. One day, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual of hand-washing before eating. The Jews, especially the Pharisees, do not eat until they have poured water over their cupped hands, as required by their ancient traditions. Similarly, they don't eat anything from the market until they immerse their hands in water. This is but one of many traditions they have clung to, such as their ceremonial washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. So the Pharisees and teachers of religious law asked him, why don't your disciples follow our age-old tradition? They eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony. Jesus replied, You hypocrites! Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commandments of God. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own traditions. Then he said, you skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold your own tradition. For instance, Moses gave you this law from God. Honor your father and mother. And anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But I say, it is all right for people to say to their parents, Sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you let them disregard their needy parents. And so you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition. And this is only one example among many others. Then Jesus called the crowd to come over and hear. All of you listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled by what comes from your heart. Then Jesus went into a house to get away from the crowd. And his disciples asked him what he meant by the parable he just used. Don't you understand either, he asked. Can you see that the food that you put in your body cannot defile you? Food doesn't go into your heart, but only passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. By saying this, he declared that every kind of food is acceptable in God's eyes. And then he added, it is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, 
deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. We're going to go ahead and stop here and we're going to break it down before we continue with the chapter. Now, it wasn't unusual for religious leaders and teachers of law, uh, and, 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 you know, I mean, as we all know, uh, lawyers uh, often argue interpretation of the law today as they did in the ancient days, the days of Jesus, and long before that. So, the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law arrived from Jerusalem specifically to see Jesus. And the first thing they do is they're observing Jesus' disciples, meaning the apostles and the other followers of Christ. And they spoke out against uh, the apostles and the disciples of Christ, not following Jewish tradition and uh, you know of course Jesus rebuked them because he knows them and knows what's in their heart and he quoted the scripture to them from the prophet Isaiah and he confronted them that they only honor God with their words but their hearts is far from him and their worship is a farce which means joke uh, in the eyes of God and and that they usurp ritual and tradition upon people as if it were the word of God Jesus tells us in the Sermon on the Mount he, he tells us that, that, that rituals and, and repetition and tradition uh is not how we honor God. We honor God in our heart. We honor God with truth. We honor God by repenting and entering a relationship with Him. One where we learn His Word for the purpose of understanding it. To change our mind so that our hearts be changed and His Spirit will live in us. Now, these particular Pharisees and lawyers of the law, uh, their hearts were not in the right place. They specifically came to seek out Jesus, and when they found him, the first thing they did is criticize people who followed him because they follow man-made rituals and traditions better than the people that were following Jesus. And Jesus rebuked them and he spoke scripture as it was written by Isaiah and then he gave us a parable after after further rebuking them and you know uh, talking to them about how, how people aren't obeying the law in order to uh, what's advised to them uh, you know by by religious leaders and lawyers legalists uh, in that time uh, with disregard to their parents uh, you know whether 
or not. Uh, you know, he said there were many other things that they were guilty of, and that this was only one example. Um, Pharisees and Sadducees, uh, the rulers of the temples. Uh, you know, this this is who he was rebuking and confronting, uh, and and he called to everyone. And he, and, he, and he told them to listen. And he told them to try to understand. Uh, you know, it's not food that defiles you and makes you unclean. And he got away from it. And he told them that it's what's in their heart, from what comes from within them, that defiles someone. And then when he got away from the crowd, and his disciples asked him about what he, what he said, you know, he kind of questioned him because, you know, I mean, these, these are the people following God among us, uh, the Messiah, the Son of Man, and the Son of God all in one, and, and seeing just the miraculous, the signs, the wonders. And, and, and they've been following his teaching. These are people who followed God around uh, and, and heard what he said early and often every day. And a lot of times it was in regards to old scripture. Remember, folks, he wasn't here to destroy the Old Testament law, but to fulfill it. And he uses the Old Testament scripture. Uh, you know, the New Testament hadn't been written yet. People were still following him around in amazement, in awe, or trying to persecute him, one or the other. And when he got away from the crowd and he started explaining to the apostles and the disciples uh, that it's not food that defiles us or makes us unclean. Uh, it's from what comes in our heart that makes us unclean. Let's go through the list again. And now, remember, in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew's chapter 5, 6, and 7, uh, the clearest teaching Jesus uh, ever gave that was recorded for us um, Jesus tells us that sin is not just a behavior an act or a deed he told us that sin occurs in the mind modern science of the human mind psychology tells us that if we allow ourselves to think certain things that we'll begin to speak about them. When we allow ourselves to think certain things and to speak about certain things, that it's almost always inevitable that we're going to act on them or act them out. And Jesus makes it very clear. A sin is a sin. Whether you think about it, think about it and speak about it, or think about it and speak about it and do it. Just thinking wicked thoughts is sin. And what comes from our heart that defiles us are evil thoughts of sexual immorality, of theft, of murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desire, envy, buying what's not yours, slander, maliciously saying bad or untruthful things about others. Gossip is also a sin. Pride. 
Pride is probably the worst sin. It's probably the root of all sin. It's self-love. And if you are prideful, you think that you're right in loving yourself and that you're better than others and you deserve what you want. Pride is a horrible thing. Foolishness. Foolishness. We're, we're, we're all fools sometimes. And we're all sinners. We've all had wicked thoughts. We've all had thoughts of sexual immorality. It's hard to come of age and have hormones and go through puberty without even thinking about sexual immorality. I think it's impossible. Theft. I mean, we've all saw something that we wanted and didn't have. I wondered what it'd be like if we took it and had it. Murder, if you've ever been angry at somebody. Ooh, you thought about it. <laughs> Adultery. Uh, you know, most people who have been in a relationship have thought immoral thoughts about other people. Adultery specifically speaks to marriage. Greed. Greed of money is often, or sometimes always, the root of evil. Wickedness. I mean, everybody's had a wicked thought. Plenty of them, I'm sure. Deceit. Anyone who says they're not a liar is a liar. Lustful desires. We all have them. Envy. Everybody wants something. And that's something that everyone wants. I'm somewhere somebody else has it. You can be happy for others that they have things. Or you can be envious. Wish that you had it instead of them. It's never good. Slander. We've all said something bad about somebody. Somewhere at some point in time. Or gossiped. Or distorted things. Or didn't give a good, truthful testimony or witness about them. Prideful. We've all been prideful. And we're all fools. All these vile things come from within. This is the sin nature of the human heart. Good news, folks. There is hope. There is salvation. Even though what is in our heart is wicked in nature. We can change our mind. We can say we're sorry, God. I'm sorry that I'm like this. I don't want to remain like this. I want my heart to change. I want to be more like you. I want your spirit to fill me. And I want to be better. I'm going to go ahead and read another verse. We're going to go ahead and we're going to jump over to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. We're going to read it a few times. Uh, and, and we're going to read some verses prior to that. So I'm going to switch over to Galatians chapter 5. Folks, I'm going to blow it up make it a little bit bigger so it's easier for me to read to you. Alright, we got to... Oh, the computer's fussy. So we're going to scroll down. We're in chapter 5 of Galatians. It's a wonderful read. Uh, it's a short book. It's only six chapters. 
So we talked about the things that come out of the sin nature of people's hearts. Human beings, men, women, children. It's all of our nature. And I'm going to read you Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. But the Holy, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. I'm going to go ahead and continue reading. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Always walk in love, folks. Now we're going to go ahead and we're going to go back to Mark. Oh, we're going to go back to Mark chapter 7. And we're going to continue on. Mark chapter 7, New Living Translation. So we know what's evil or wicked that comes from within us. And we know what we want to change to be. Let us continue. Jesus is going to do some remarkable things before the end of the chapter. And the next remarkable thing he does, he does because of the faith of a Gentile woman. And Gentile just means she wasn't a Jew. Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre. He didn't want anyone to know which house he was staying in, but he couldn't keep it a secret. Right away, a woman who had heard about him came and fell at his feet. Her little girl was possessed by an evil spirit, and she begged him to cast the demon from her daughter. Since she was a Gentile, born in Syrian Phoenicia, which means she was a Greek, Jesus told her, First, I should feed the children, my own family, the Jews. It isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. Another translation uh, says little dogs. But listen to her response. Now, this is, this is a woman from, from, from the region of what we know today is Greece. She's a Gentile, but she has faith, and she comes to see this Jewish prophet who's believed to be the Christ, the Messiah. Because her daughter's afflicted and possessed by an evil demonic spirit. And she asks him to heal her daughter. And Jesus tells her that he is basically the prophet and Messiah to the Jews. And he asked her, why should he give to her what is meant 
for Israel. And listen, listen to her response. She replied, that's true, Lord. But even the dogs under the table are allowed to eat the scraps from the children's plate. And Jesus said to her, good answer. He said, now go home, for the demon has left your daughter. And when she arrived home, she found her little girl lying quietly in bed. And the demon was gone. This is a lesson. Faith is what's required. Faith is believing in something unseen. This woman believed that Jesus is Messiah. She had heard about the miracles and believed. She believed he could, with a word, cast the evil demon out of her daughter from wherever he was. So she went and she found him and she asked him. And he told her, why should he do it? He was here for the Jews. And she told him, that's true, Lord. But she still had faith. And he healed her daughter for her faith. Even though he challenged her. She still believed. And her daughter was healed because she believed. Now we're going to see Jesus heal a deaf man. Jesus left Tyree and went up to Sidon before going back to the Sea of Galilee and to the region of Ten Towns. This is where he cast thousands of demons out of a man. And a deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him. And the people begged Jesus to lay hands on the man and heal him. Jesus led him away from the crowd so they could be alone. He put his fingers into the man's ears. Then spitting on his phone, own fingers, he touched the man's tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said, Epitha, which means be open. Instantly, the man could hear perfectly. And his tongue was freed. And he could speak Plainly. Jesus told the crowd not to tell anyone, but the more he told them not to, the more they spread the news. They were completely amazed and said again and again, everything he does is wonderful. He even makes the deaf to hear and gives speech to those who cannot speak. It's pretty incredible, folks. He tested the woman's faith and she still believed and her daughter was healed of a demon possession. He went to a place where he cast out thousands of demons and restored a man's life. The pigs died, ran down the hill into the sea 
And they asked him to leave, and he did. But he left that man who had been demon-possessed by thousand demons or more, and his life had been restored as a witness. And when he was back in the area, they brought him a man who could not hear and could not speak, and he healed him with a word, one word, epitha, which is Aramaic, for be open. And the man's ears were opened and he could hear. And his tongue was freed and he could speak. Miracles are beautiful. Miracles are real. Miracles happen every day to someone, somewhere. Somebody that should have died didn't. Somebody that had no way and a way was made. Somebody who needed supernatural protection was protected and survived. Somebody who was starving got fed. Miracles are real. God is real. And Jesus can save your soul if you have enough faith to believe and start getting to know him so you can have a relationship with him in the Bible, the Word of God, so you know what he says. So you can let your mind and your heart be changed and believe and pray. Pray, pray early, often, each and every day. You don't have to know anything to pray. You just gotta believe that God is listening, that he hears you, and he loves you, and he cares about you immensely. Don't pray for things you want. Pray for what you need. You need another day. You need love. You need the love of God. You need to know Him in a relationship using His Word and private, secret prayer. And pray for others. Pray openly for others. Jesus told us to love God and to love others as you would love yourself. If you get to know God and you have faith and believe, you will know how to properly love others and surround yourself with others who love you. Love conquers all. Love conquers evil. Love conquers oppression. Love conquers disease and poverty. And love conquered the grave. God is love. Jesus is Messiah. God among us, Emmanuel. And he walked this earth. And he forgave all, any and all who would believe. 
and repent and receive his forgiveness and enter a relationship with him that they might be saved in their darkest day, in their darkest hour, when they close their eyes here on earth forever. If you have faith in God and you repent your sin nature, it's a human condition, we all have it. And you start getting to know God. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to be an expert on the Bible. You don't have to know ancient Greek. You don't have to be a pastor or a preacher. You just spend a little bit of time each day getting to know Him and praying to Him. Loving Him, love God, and love others as you would love yourself as you grow and learn and understand how profoundly and madly in love with you God is. That you might understand the proper way to love others. Let us pray. Lord, I pray for each and every person that hears my message today. Lord, I pray that they would have faith. Faith in you, Lord, that they would believe in the precious name of Jesus. That they might know the sacrifice that he made that we might be forgiven. Lord, I pray for each and every last soul that hears this message that they might be moved in their heart to have love, kindness, and compassion for others knowing that they aren't perfect and they need the love of God and they need the love of people around them and they're going to start by loving others first because they love God and they had enough faith to believe. Lord, I pray for revival. I pray for revival in every mind and every heart of anyone and everyone who will receive your message and put their hope in you, Lord. I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Omusumba Josh here. Love Remember Church. Kampala, Uganda. Coming to you all the way from the Southwest United States of America. I love you. I want you to know God. And I want you to know you are not forgotten. He knows your name. He loves you. He knows everything you've ever thought, said, or done, or everything you will ever think, say, or do in the future. And he already forgave you 2,000 years ago. His love, his grace, his merciful forgiveness is free. All you have to do is believe and receive change your mind and allow your heart to be transformed as you become all of the beautiful things 
that the Spirit births fruit in your life. I pray these things. I pray these things in the name of Jesus. I pray for each and every person that hears this message. Because I love you. God loves you, and I love you too. Thanks for listening. Uh, I just want you to know the lockdowns in Uganda, I can't imagine. I know that you guys work each day for your meal at night. I know that there's already a lot of disease. You guys deal with malaria, typhoid, dysteria, dysentery, yellow fever, and things of that nature, along with hepatitis, HIV, and AIDS. Uh, and now, now COVID is coming around a second time, and you guys are locked down, and you're scared, and you're hungry, and you're worried. News of death is all around. Well, God loves you. Have faith, believe, and be saved. I love you all. Thank you for listening.